God bless you and welcome back to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for listening today. There's an old saying, girls love a man in uniform. But what is uniform? There's so many to choose from. The saying is attached to men in the military uniform, but then janitors have uniforms also. Uniforms immediately identify a person by what they do, generally. But a person's identity goes far deeper than their actions or what they wear. In scripture, one verse talks about our ethnicity or social status or our gender. Much of this is in the media today as hot topics. Identity is key to our success in life. What identity we see as the real me will make you a victim or a victor. Today we will look at elements of our true identity in Christ. Give a listen. There's a classic storyline in books and movies where a hero or heroine awakens from a coma and can't remember who they are. There's been some really good twists and turns in these storylines as the person investigates who they are. Who do I talk to to find out who I am? Can I trust them? What is the truth concerning my identity? An identity is far more than what our driver's license or ID says. As the story unfolds, our hero or heroine must come to a decision of who they are. Today's poem is entitled, The One. Who is the one that is victorious? The one who now stands as a champion. Though defeat had seemingly conquered him, he was raised to ultimate triumph. Who is the one now quickened and raised up to eternal life? Who is the one now seated at the right hand of God so that he reigns? Who is the one under whose feet the devil will soon be crushed? You are the one, the one identified with Christ, the one who is joint heir with Christ, the one who as an ambassador stands in his stead, the one who can be mistaken for Jesus. You are the one that is as he is. We shouldn't be confused as to who we are. We must raise the vision we have of ourselves. God has raised us up to sit next to him. With this new viewpoint, we can now have a life filled with infinite possibilities. But it takes vigorous mental conditioning to obtain full advantage of these truths. So many people have lived their life with defeat for so long that they don't know what it is to be victorious. To walk in victory seems foreign, yet victory is to be the natural state of the child of God. Unfortunately, we haven't focused on all God in Christ has done for us and accepted it. Throughout the history of the redemption of mankind, God has called individuals to do mighty things for him, to study the qualities of their identity, of those who have worked for God, shows us that it's not what we bring to God, but what he brings to us. Abraham was too old. Jacob was a liar. Joseph was abused by his brothers, sold into slavery, and put in prison and forgotten. Moses murdered a man and couldn't speak well. Gideon was fearful. Ruth was a foreigner. Elijah tried to give up repeatedly. David was an adulterer and a murderer. 
Jeremiah and Timothy thought they were too young. Jonah ran from God and drowned. Peter denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Paul had Christians killed. Timothy was often sick. So what's your problem or excuse? What challenge do you face that endeavors to mold you or define you into one who is less than the very best? We must come to the place that we are totally defined by the works of Jesus Christ. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, it says, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Jesus has become these things to us. He is our wisdom that we can draw on at any time. We may be uneducated, but we are not without answers. He is our righteousness. We may not walk perfectly, but we are forgiven and stand holy and without blame before our God. He is our sanctification. We may live in this world, but we are set apart by the new divine nature Christ has poured out on us. He is our redemption. We may still remember those old chains, but we are set free because he paid the price for our release. Who we are has been determined by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. How I live is determined by what I believe. What I believe is determined by the words I am exposed to by movies and songs and social media and my whole history of experience. As I turn my eyes upon Jesus, looking into the scripture, a.k.a. his wonderful face, I become what I gaze upon. As I take into my heart the truth of who he is, I become what he has made me. Let's take a look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. The righteousness of the law was a do-it-yourself righteousness. We have been made free by Jesus Christ to stand by grace and faith. It's not our works that make us who we are. Quite the contrary. Look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Self-righteousness is the thing Paul fights against here. This is one of man's greatest failings. Paul wants to be found in the righteousness of God that Christ provides. The righteousness that is not of our works, but of faith. Is Christ truly our Savior, or are we? What do we do or can we do to save ourselves? We must look to Jesus, who is the example and definition of who we are. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. We are free from the law of sin and death because of the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Again, this benefit has come to us because of what Jesus did for us in his perfect sacrifice. Look what he accomplished in Romans chapter 5, verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Adam made me a sinner. I was born with his sinful nature. But Christ has made me righteous. I was born again 
with his sinless nature. Who do you want to be? It is a choice you have to make moment by moment by the thoughts you choose to entertain. Will you be the sinner or the saint? Even though you have been a sinner in the past, you do not have to be that now. You are a new creation now by Christ, and this will be brought into manifestation as you believe and meditate upon it in your heart. Look again at what he has done for us in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. How can you approve upon perfected forever? By Christ's offering, all of these blessings were accomplished for us. Now we can be as he is. We are the ones who have had these promises bestowed upon us simply because we believed in the one who loved us and died for us. He has made us who we are. In the stories of the amnesia patients awakening and then trying to find their true identity, there's the twist and turns of the bad person who, upon awakening, doesn't know they're a bad person and they become good. They're not burdened by their past. They start afresh. We were crucified with, died with, and were buried with Christ. Then we were quickened and raised and then made sit together with Christ in the heavenlies next to the Father. Our past has passed. We are in the position that though we know who we were, we can now live as who we have become in Christ. We have become righteous, made righteous by Jesus. That's who we are now, not the old sinner. When we truly believe who we are, we can be mistaken for Jesus. He said that we could do the same works that he did. His spirit lives within us. So when we walk in faith and in the experiential knowledge of who we are, we will be as he is. Jesus said, he that has seen me has seen the Father. Now it can be said of us that those who have seen us have seen Jesus. We stand in his stead as ambassadors for him. In 2 Corinthians 5.20, it says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. The word in the Greek translated for literally means in the stead of or on behalf of. Ambassadors stand in the place of the president or prime minister of the country they represent. They speak as though that president or prime minister were present. You are Christ to the world, and you have been perfectly identified with him so that you stand victorious as he is. Recognizing you are seated at the right hand of God in Christ should elevate your vision of who you are and of the power and authority you've been given in that seat. Today's the day to realize you are the one that is as he is. Who am I? This question plagues so many of us so often. We look at our actions, we look at our professions, we look at ourselves in the mirror and ask the question, who am I? So who are you? Are you the one who is like Christ? Are you the one raised to victory? I once heard a description of the Bible that depicts it as one large photograph. In the photograph, we see all the characters and records of scripture, but in one particular part is a picture of you. It's the New Testament, 
and it shows you who you are. In the New Testament are all the promises which contain the traits and resources of the follower of Christ. What are you looking at? What are you feeding on? This will make up the image of who you are. I pray that my podcasts help you focus on the truth of who you are, not who you were. Today on my 25th episode, I will give a shameless plug to myself. Today's episode comes from a chapter in my book entitled, As He Is. The book is made up of poems and essays that inspired the format for my podcast. This book and my other book, Every Thought of the Heart, are both available on Amazon.com. If you are hungry for more, then they may be a good resource for you. God bless you. Have a great day.